Since our last episode, Tucker Carlson has had quite the week. One of the biggest interviews he's ever had with Andrew Tate was released on Twitter. We're going to discuss that interview. It's pretty long. It's over two hours. We're going to discuss the important aspects of the interview, some things that stood out to us. Then we're going to discuss the Blaze Forum in which several GOP contenders attended the Blaze Forum. It was originally marketed as a debate. It wasn't quite a debate, but Tucker did interview each GOP contender individually. Some people did very well and some people destroyed their careers. We're going to get into all of that, give our commentary and our analysis and what that particular forum means for the upcoming August GOP presidential debate and for the 2024 election. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website, donate an amount of your choosing, or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So... Both stories that we're talking about today involve Tucker Carlson. That is the power of Tucker when he is not um, uh, <clears throat> relegated to Fox News. He can <laughs> he can do great things like go on Russell Brand, like interview Andrew Tate, like host the forum for the Blaze. Because you know him and Glenn Beck are very good friends. Actually, a lot of people thought that he'd be joining the Blaze after he left Fox because of what good friends him and Glenn Beck are. But um, he said in the, I believe if I'm not mistaken, when he was on Russell Brand's show. And mind you, when he's on, when he's with these people... Like with Russell Brand and and with Tucker and with uh, with Andrew Tate, he's at their place. This is not like a a Zoom no interview. He goes to the location, so he went to Romania to interview Andrew Tate. And I don't know where Russell Brand is out of, presumably England, but maybe not. He could be somewhere else. Yeah. And but he wherever he is, he went there. And that says a lot. That says a lot for like being in a place where you're not being sponsored. Like he, yeah. he even said, like he's like, right now I'm not making any money from Tucker on Twitter. Um, you know, obviously whatever he is building, it's gonna have massive leverage. Just the numbers alone give yeah. him massive leverage. Like, like what was it? Was it Patrick? But David that offered him 
a hundred million for like ten years. It's yeah. like he's probably gonna have to up that number now if like something yeah. like that were to come to fruition. But Tucker did say on on uh, Russell Brand that he doesn't want to work for anybody ever again. He's like, I'll never work for anybody ever again. Um, it's different, and, man. And and he's owning the summer. Yeah, <laughs> like when it, like like nobody is you know this summer yeah. belongs to Tucker. Yeah, so my man's on some fifty cent shit. Yeah, <laughs> during the Get Richard like all the era. big all the big culture moments, meaningful culture moments. Uh, they involve they involve him as of late. Yeah, and it's important I think um, to see this side of Tucker because it is different. I feel when he was on Fox, while very very like excellent show that he had. It didn't. It was him as like the host of the show. Yeah. Whereas now it's a little bit more laid back. And he can be himself a little bit more. Not that he's not professional, but it's he's a little looser. Yeah. He and, doesn't have those guidelines. Yeah. That, that I, Fox obviously is going to implement on anybody. Yeah. And so you could be a little bit more free on on your thoughts on what you want to ask. You don't have to stick to a script. Um, perhaps that's also why they let him go, because he was like, no, well, this is what I want to do in my show. They're like, no, all right, cool, well, let's get rid of you. Cause. And while he hasn't said a bad word about Fox, just knowing who he is and what he believes, and lately it becoming more evident of what Fox is and what they believe you could see that there definitely had to have been a bit of tension backstage just because the belief systems are 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 not cohesive whatsoever like tucker has made it very clear that he is pro trump yeah and fox has made it very clear that they're not pro trump tucker has made it clear that he's anti establishment fox has made it clear that they are establishment Tucker has made it clear that there are at least questions that should be asked about the 2020 election. Fox doesn't think so. Same thing when it comes to the jab. Fox doesn't think so. So just on all of the important issues, Tucker is anti-establishment and Fox is establishment. And like I said before in a previous episode, I think we're quickly seeing the political world become less left versus right and more establishment versus anti-establishment and i i think we're seeing that shit in real time and that forum over at the blaze wherever they held it at i'm not sure which it was it in iowa i don't know I, that, i'm not sure what city it was at i want to say iowa but that's not really important what is important though is what took place over there and it was very clear that the more establishment candidates are not ready and they are not primed to be supported by the current GOP base. I don't know who's running these campaigns. I don't know what's going on. But one thing that I do know is that Trump got almost 75 million votes in 2020. And I always I always do this, this preamble if you will, before I get into a, a, a certain point when it comes to the the right wing GOP uh, uh, establishment, 
because I, I think it's important. Like, if you're running a campaign, how do you not take into account that the last guy, the last Republican president that held office garnered more votes than any other incumbent president in history, not just incumbent GOP president, any other incumbent president in history. He garnered more votes than any other incumbent president in history with four years of a 24-hour news cycle attacking him. If you're orchestrating, strategizing, putting together a campaign, how do you not factor that in? Like whatever this guy did, it worked in terms of getting votes and we should not deviate very far from that. Yeah, yeah. But so what are they doing? Uh, uh, well, uh, Tucker asked, uh, who was it? Um, Nikki Haley. She said, oh, uh, so she asked about uh, Joe Biden getting 81 million votes. Yeah, that was and, classic. Yeah. That was a great moment. And, and to me, like, why has this question not been asked more often than not? And why didn't she have an answer? Like, you should have an answer to that. And the thing of it is, is like, it doesn't make any sense is what he was trying to get at. Like, you had 12, what is it, was it 12 million, no, more. Well, we'll say 12 million votes more than Obama? How? And then, and then like, with uh, Trump having, what, it was 74? Yeah. 74 million? Over 74. Yeah, over 74 million. Those are crazy numbers and you surpassed even that and you didn't campaign and you were in a basement and you were a terrible candidate how did you do it shit no answers crickets and and so that tells you a lot about first of all where these people's minds are at like the, where when when they go and they campaign who is running your campaigns? Yeah, or is this just you're just the, like establishing some sort of slush fund where like you just get donor money, but like you you don't plan on on winning because? Do you think they it, think that they could win? I mean, I I would imagine I'd have to believe that some of them think they could win. Like, well, I don't know. Like, like for me, I feel like Tim Scott. Like, I feel like he's he's trying to advance his career. Yeah. I, I don't think he thinks he could win. Yeah. Um. Vivek thinks he could win. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Vivek thinks he could win. I think, and, and if not for Trump, I think Vivek could win. Like I, I've I've said this and I still stand by this that if Trump was not in the race, my vote would be for Vivek Ramaswamy, a hundred percent. Like over DeSantis. Yeah. I, DeSantis I think, thinks he could win I, too. I think DeSantis has done some good things in Florida in terms of how he handled the virus. But other than that, like there's really like no other no other uh big selling point for him for me. Um yeah, so I mean, I I don't know. I it's hard to know. It's hard to know people's intentions. Like it's like it, you you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and think that they're genuinely running because they genuinely think that they make a good president 
no matter how detached they are from reality, at least they themselves genuinely believe what they believe. No. Because, and we've talked about this before, like, there's a difference between politicians that genuinely believe what they believe and the ones that are running a script. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. The more sophisticated ones, they're running the script. Like the Obamas, the Hillarys, they, they're script runners. Yeah. They don't believe the shit they say, but they know that, oh, they know how this works and they know how to play the game yeah. very well. Obama know, knew how to play the game very well. Yes. But then you get like the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs where like they're just dumb. But like you think you could tell that like their heart is really in this shit. Yeah, like they, yeah. they really believe the shit that they're doing. Dumb as fuck, but they <laughs> believe it. They believe it. There's a difference, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're, so, they're not being disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, to the Democrat, to the Democratic establishment, though, they're like useful idiots. Exactly, a hundred percent. And then when you get too big and you get in our way, we rig it against you because mm-hmm. we we very much talk about what took place in the 2020 election, but but we don't much talk about the primary season and what happened in in 2016. Uh, what they did with, to Bernie, with, with what they did to Bernie, like yeah. we don't talk about that that much. But that that's some more stuff that it's just like shows you the left will eat their own. And well, and in and in 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 their defense, the right establishment is trying to eat their own now too. You're seeing it happen. They're struggling. Uh, on, yeah, yeah. It's not the. It's good that you said that because the left establishment is stronger than the left anti-establishment. But on the right, the right anti-establishment yeah. is stronger than the right establishment. Because at the core, that's what the right is, though. Exactly. They've always been that. Yeah. And so it's hard for you to... And you're getting things broken down on this show you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. Let me tell you, you, like, that revelation right there is... I mean, at the, the risk of tooting our own horn, but that is very profound, and you will not hear that anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, and it's... It, I mean, we we really bitch. are into it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, bitch. <laughs> to all the competitors out there, no, but yeah, it, it's it's important to know that because like, it, it it shows you how fake the left is when it comes to this shit. Like, they like the mask of what you represent, so they can get in power. Oh yeah, oh yes, uh, the woke, this that this. They care about dollar signs. That's all they care about. Oh yes, yes, feminism. Yes, yes, dollar signs. Oh yes, oh um, healthcare. Oh yeah, student loan debt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever Bernie says, dollar signs. It's, it's just dollar signs to them. They what? However, they can get in and tell you what they need to tell you, and then when they get into power, you ask them questions. You ask the the um. um the press secretary, uh, well, hey, uh, what's this all about? I'd have to refer you to this. I'd have to refer you to that. Never answers any questions. Yeah, no identity. No, nothing. Like, not transparent at all. Oh, what happened with Hunter's laptop? I don't know. You'd have to talk to uh, Joe about that. You can't. What is your job? Because you just redirect everyone and everyone else is not going to answer the question. So, no transparency. But that's how they, they get into power, no transparency, and then they play this game. Yeah. They were this is the party that was all uh Bush, war crimes, Iraq. 
Now you're in Ukraine, though. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking like? And pushing for World War Three. Yeah. And so it's like the hypocrisy is immense as opposed to the right. The right, they're red. The right is how would I say? So the politicians, the establishment types, they do have power and pull to an extent, but they're, they're highly struggling with like a guy like Vivek should be easily eliminated. If 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 you if you were a Democrat, you could easily eliminate him. On the right, this motherfucker's trending up. Yeah. Like, he's not supposed to be neck and neck with the Senate. That's not supposed to be happening. Right. Like, but it is happening. That tells you a lot. Because they can't even get rid of Trump. But they can't even get rid of, uh, of Ramaswamy, who is the same type of candidate to an extent. Yeah. In the sense of, like, what he's about. And they should be very scared of Ramaswamy because he's way younger than Trump and... The only thing Ramaswamy right now in terms of 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 uh, campaign running that he doesn't have that Trump had, but Trump didn't have it at this point in his political career. He didn't rack up any bodies like Vivek has no bodies racked up. But Trump, as Trump, you let's remember that Trump has killed. Three establishment dynasty families. He's killed the Bushes, he's killed the Cheneys, and he's killed the Clintons. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, like... The DNC... I mean, I don't know if I should have to explain this. If I have to explain this, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast, but not literally killed. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, dead! No, like, like completely annihilated them in the sense of like their power and influence. Yeah, and the last one was the Cheney, uh, the Cheneys in the in the twenty twenty two midterm uh, in the primary season. Not even it didn't even last to the general yeah. in the primary season. He got rid of like Liz Cheney, like the Trump endorsed candidate, bodied Liz Cheney. Yeah. Liz, what were you thinking? Yeah. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, and and those were the, the dynasty families. But then you think of like whose careers were cut short, like Adam Kinzinger, because Adam Kinzinger knew, like, fuck, I can't run again. Like, I'm just gonna retire. Yeah. I'm done. I'm toast. And so it's like stuff like that. And, and Vivek hasn't racked up any bodies yet. No. But. He could, and we see this clearly with the neocon shit that we saw popping up at, at popping off at that forum. Mike Pence, he destroyed his own career. He's done. Yeah, he's done. I don't know if, if people have seen the highlight reel of that, but basically, Tucker asked him a question of, "You're so enthusiastic about Ukraine getting all this money, all this aid, meanwhile." American cities are in shambles, crime, suicide, drug addiction, you name it, it's bad, it's out there. And Pence answers that by saying that that's none of his concern. God, that's, that's terrible. Even if, because I, I, I want to say, was it Anomaly that I saw on Instagram was saying that Pence was saying on Twitter that that was taken out of context 
but doesn't go on to provide what the context really was. Yeah. Even if it was, let's give Pence the benefit of the doubt that it was taken out of context because that's royally stupid thing to stay. So yeah. I can imagine that in his mind, it is some way, somehow, some sort of miscommunication. Even if it is, and he's genuine in that it was taken out of context, the replay value of that moment will last forever. Yeah. Like, not that he was going to become like a major contender going yeah. forward anyway, but if some way, somehow, magically he did, all you got to do as his competitor is play that shit on loop. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he's done. He just outed so, himself. It's not something you say. No, not at all. Like, you better, you better be very careful about the things that you say because I could see him maybe saying, answering the first part of that question, saying, that's not uh, Ukraine is none of my concern. You should have said Ukraine is none of my concern. But not, but 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 he, but the, that wouldn't have even worked because he agreed when talk, the whole thing started with him expressing his immense support for Ukraine yeah. and how they should have more and more money and more tanks, this and that. So you couldn't, that wouldn't have flown. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a multitude of times. Not edited, not anything. It's just a bad look. Whatever the hell you thought you meant. Whatever the hell you thought Tucker was saying, it came off as you said. American cities being in shambles is none of my concern, not my concern at all. I'm not worried about that shit. That's that's how it came off. That's it. It's over with. Yep. The goodbye. Um, you never really had a chance. Um, and let's be honest, none of them do. Really, the only three that I, I'm taking serious on a serious note is obviously Trump, Ramaswamy, and DeSantis. Those are the only three that really, like, those are going to be the t the top three. Yeah. Everyone else is just everyone else. And the 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 Turning USA, well, it was, it was, it was hosted by, uh, it was done by Blaze, but it was also Turning Point USA as well, right? Was it? I, I thought those were two separate events. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, w that event, that was bl the Blaze then. Yeah, the, the, the interview. interviews. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the forum, as they call it, that forum showed exactly what you needed to see, which was yeah, a hundred percent. It's a waste of time. Yeah, and most of these guys, like whatever they're gonna do, do it. Nobody cares. Um, it was a, a very clear, and the massacre hasn't started yet. That no. was like. That was like loading up the clips, getting ready. Yeah. But like on the debate stage, how'd you I, feel about the crowd? A crowd is what I expected it to be. Yeah. Like that—that's the thing that these people don't realize. That that's not—that's the GOP base now. That's the Republican, the voters, the voters. Yeah. You movers are detached, but the crowd is the crowd. Like, the crowd are the people that are voting. And this is the shit that they rock with. Yeah, yeah. And so, but but again, the establishment is so... They're no different than, like, any other coastal elite. You're, you're in your little world. You're not on the ground level. You don't know what's going on. You're not from a business world because that's the thing that like you got to remember about Ramaswamy and Trump being from the business world. It's electrifying, man. It, it, it is electrifying, but also there's part of you that has to be have your ear to the streets. You have to yes. know what's going on because it does affect business. It's an energy. 
when you in real estate one of our endeavors you talk to people who pay rent like I, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna gonna structure or preface this I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask a question and then you answer it and just to show people how when you're in the business you think you come across somebody you're chatting with them they you find out that they don't own they pay rent Give me one or two, three questions that you start to ask them. Um, I'm pretty bold. Like if we're talking, I'm comfortable with you. Oh, how much you? How much is rent nowadays? That was one. That was on my right. Yeah. So now you don't rent. You yourself, yes. you don't rent. Now, and I don't say that to say that owning, you know, that you're better or, and I mean, obviously owning like in terms of equity and, 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 and net worth is better than renting, but, yes. but in terms of like, you know, human and, 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 uh, and the type of person that doesn't make you better than anybody, that's not why I'm establishing this, but I'm establishing this because you ask the person, what, what do they pay in rent? And now that's information that you can use and apply to your own business. Yeah, business. But now there's many people that may own houses that don't associate with people that are, are renters. You know, yeah, and now yeah. think of, now think if imagine like now amplify that and imagine if you were a coastal elite. You really don't talk to those people. Yeah. You really don't know what the fuck they're feeling or what they're going through or what they're thinking or how they think or what the future holds. You don't you don't care about none of that, but when you have your ear to the street and you ask certain questions and you're around certain people, you get certain information that helps you connect with these people. Yeah, and, and you know, like you you asking me that, then I I think about like I ask that question. And they're like, oh, this much. Oh wow. Um, you ever thought of like, uh, or this would be a better time? Like, are you gonna buy it all at any time? Yeah, you probably should wait right now. The the market the way it is, you probably wait till next year. I would consider buying a home, paying less, and having a lot more. Like I would, my mind would think That's of like home. helping the person, yeah, like, or not helping. Well, yeah, helping in in the sense of advising them, but like letting them know, hey, I know about this stuff. If you ever have any questions, let me know. But it, it becomes like a human experience exactly. at that point, exactly. And, and it's like it's badass because. You're sharing information, information that you know that they might not be very privy to because maybe their whole life they've rented. And then they're like, oh, wow, maybe I can own. Oh, and if I do, I'm going to ask him some questions, which I'd be more than happy to ask. And the way you just said that, what would a coastal A coastal doesn't give a fuck. No. Oh, fuck? Like, I'm not even, why am I even talking to this fucking peasant? Yes. That's how they think. Yeah. Like, you, and that's my point. But, but a Ramaswamy, a Trump, they definitely can be that archetype of the coastal elite, but we, they're but they're not. You showed me that video uh, in pre-production of, of Vivek Ramaswamy like walking through like a, a, a sea of supporters. Yeah, and like that shit was just badass. It's like some Kanye. Shit. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you were you were telling me that my man was like shaking up <laughs> and it was just lit. <laughs> and then when I watched the video, like he was getting people excited. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's 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 weird. It's like man, it, some people just have the rock star in them, and then some people don't. Yeah. And so he does have that. Him and Trump have that over DeSantis. I haven't seen 
that's the thing with DeSantis is I don't know the type of person he is with people. Are you a people person? No. doesn't well, seem they, like it. There have been a few reports that I've read already that that have said, and this is from sources inside his campaign, that he actually very much does not like people. Not like he like hates the human race or anything, <laughs> but he's like one of those people that I'd rather not be around people. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I know people that are like that. They're good people. They just they just kind of like they're not for crowds and anything. But that that's bad if you're running for president. Yeah, because uh, yeah, some people are are the best that you can hope for if they're if, if they're not extroverted is like they're a social introvert. Yeah, but they're still an introvert. Exactly. And so that does pose challenges. Doesn't say anything about your character which, as a person. In this case, I don't know if that is necessary if you would classify him as an introvert because he's a politician so he has to deal with people yeah. he can't like be at home all day yeah but just that whole like like interacting with them on a personal level as you tend to need to do at running for president he's not for that like he doesn't like care like you know like a guy walks up to him and says, oh man i'm a I'm a coal miner and such and such. He's the guy that says like, yeah, dude, like, all right, cool. You know, yeah. versus Trump is like, shake their hand and like, you want to hear their story. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're from there. Oh, okay. So tell your story. Tell your story. Yeah, tell you tell know, the people your like story. That. Like, yeah. it's like, and you saw the same thing with Vivek when he was in that, that crowd of people. He's talking to people like, oh, yeah, man, I remember you from over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you guys came. Like, it was just like a different, like more personable. Yeah. This is where where, where this lacks because like sometimes you need that. You need that type of attitude because it, 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 it uh, livens the crowd. And, and it, this was simple and it wasn't really anything having to do with any policy, but just like the humanity of like, you know, having fun with it like yeah. Tucker kind of threw an alley-oop to to, to um, not Vivek um, DeSantis he's like whose cocaine was it in the White House and like the uncomfortableness and like the oh let me talk about this different thing that wasn't a good look for DeSantis because Robo DeSantis malfunctioning <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause it's like bro we're not asking you to go like be classless but like this administration is trash. And be fucking classless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look at look at what uh, Tucker did when he talked about it. If you don't vote for if vote, Joe Biden, is, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Nobody has anything to say about class. Yeah. Yeah. So be class. Be as classless and as crass as as abrasive as you want to be. Because these motherfuckers, yeah. They, yeah fuck but all he that. he like shut down like. He didn't shut down. Let me reword that. He, he got... <laughs> that, that's what happened. Exactly. No, like, he, he was like, oh, uh... And then he, like, changed the subject a little bit and, like, went at the administration. I would have been like, oh, I mean, probably hunters. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, the way they run... The way they've been running the country, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. And then I and then I'll diss them, Right. That's easy. That's a, that's an alley oop. People are gonna laugh. Yeah, man. it's like, but but those are the little things in 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 the analysis of the way they interact. Whereas when Trump, Trump's been asked some wild ass questions. You've called women fat. Uh, <laughs> this that only Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, <laughs> and like dude, wait. He's like only Rosie O'Donnell. Like 
it was a comedy moment. A great classic. I, yeah, a lot of people would look at that as classless or or like shitty to say, but like, bro, you're moving the crowd. Like this yeah, is you might look at it as classless. I look at it as classic. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. And so that that does something to people. Like, there's a comedy to it. Like, you do have to be in a way charismatic and funny. Yeah, of course, you have to be a people person. Yes somebody that people like you know and and uh and like like with vivek when uh they were talking about jan six and uh and like they were like joking about q anon it was like that like it's just, yes. like, we're just ha- like two guys having a funny conversation no no he said it was funny it was even funnier because he's like yeah because of the man the name that we should shall not speak of and then and then that's when tucker was like no 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 it was q yeah you know it was q <laughs> and they're both laughing exactly it's like they're not taking it they're, they're being charismatic about it and then he went on to give the best answer to january 6th nobody on that stage was going to give a better answer than that hell no not well, even trump i don't think well this is the thing though this is the thing and you and i had a we didn't talk about this on the show but we had a phone conversation about this what happens when all you have and your only script is running as some sort of variation or derivative of Trump? You get Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, uh, Ron DeSantis answering the questions in the manner that they did. See, because that's all they have. It's I'm I'm. Maybe I could be the female Trump, but more neocon Nikki Haley. Maybe I could be the black poised Trump, uh, Tim Scott, Larry Elder. Maybe I could be the black Trump, uh, 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 um, Ron DeSantis. Maybe I could be the poised, classy Trump. Like... It's your so it's like rather than what is my genuine authentic answer to the question, it's what's the answer to this question in the format of the poised, classy version of Trump. Yeah, and it comes off as rigid and robotic. And Vivek Ramaswamy is running as Vivek Ramaswamy. He never cared. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck about. I worry about Trump when I beat all of you guys. Then I'm going against Trump. Right, then I'll worry about him then. And then I'll tell you what I think or my strengths. And like the way he thinks and the way he answers questions, it's like you're 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 going to give original answers that perhaps even Trump can't answer in the manner that you can. So what you, you can even show is like on certain things you're just gonna have way better strengths. Yeah. Um and of course Trump is gonna have some strengths that like Vivek ain't gonna have. I mean, Trump was president, and Trump came in, and 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 did some work. And if you don't think that, let's look at the way the Supreme Court has been deciding shit. They've been setting the culture straight from some of the fucking nineteen sixties. Yeah, uh, awful uh, Supreme Court uh, cases. So it's like he, Trump has shown that he has a good track record, not on everything. And you focus on that, um, on on the woke ideology, on on the ESG shit, on on even like the vaccine, like the the jab shit. I feel like Vivek would would be very strong, perhaps stronger than Trump, 
But those are things you don't worry about until you get to, you know. It's almost like any any game that you play, any sports game, you're not, you can't be worried about the Patriots if you're playing the Bears. Right. You know, not that you'd have to think to beat the Bears, but still, focus on the limited Bears, and then once you're done, okay, Patriots, way different team, way different dynamic, cool. Oh, Tampa Bay, you don't think about that team six games ahead when you don't even, like, no, no, focus on the now. And the now is, I need to create energy. I need to have good policy. I need to have good points. I need to. I need to comp- campaign. I need to go here. I need to go there. I need to challenge these people. I need everybody to hear who my, what my name is and what I'm about. And that's what you're getting from him. And so, and the charisma is showing through. And it's crazy because, like, out of all the people we've mentioned from like the interviews of uh, Russell Brand. With Tucker Carlson or Andrew Tate, all of them, all of them have that. All of them have that over the pre- some of the people running for president. They keep it real. Yeah, they're 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 themselves. They're gonna have their points. They they, they could be sarcastic. They could be a human. They all like literally are human beings. Like being funny. They don't take themselves too serious. And that's that's what what's needed. And so. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting that Tucker is doing so much. And, like, since the time that he left Fox to now, like, just the amount of... Yeah, the summer is his. Yeah. So, and this shit is wild. The summer of Tucker. Yeah. That shit, this... I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm gonna Photoshop that Get Richard I Trying with Tucker's face. <laughs> <laughs> summer 2023. Yeah, but he, he's, uh... He's been doing... Phenomenal work, um, and I think that now seeing l- the what everyone had to say, I can't wait for the debates. Yeah, and, and what I find interesting is that one Trump is so far ahead in the polls that like he didn't even have to consider going to that. Yeah. Also, it it kind of gives you a little bit of a signal of what the party can be after Trump. Yeah. And and it's and as as of right now like Ramaswamy is definitely the man, yeah. you know. And and another thing, we we were talking about the crowd. The they it's weird cuz um you would think an outsider like him would would do based off of just the way politics has worked in the past because we can't go off of in in in, in these last in this last decade Trump did change a lot of things Vivek came in like a rock star mm-hmm. like the way people were you know uh hearing him out and the way they were reacting towards him DeSantis had had the crowd too, but not like Ramaswamy. That's why you saw, okay, these are going to be the heavyweights, the contenders. But it, it's it, it truly is crazy, like like uh, like you were saying, how out of touch th- those people are, the rest of them, and how weird it is that they just get through. Like like you can't really suppress the people. No, yeah. And that's why, to me, I wasn't surprised at the crowd and how they responded because 
these are the same types of people that were part of that 74 million vote count for Trump. Like this, that's the base. Not like yeah. if 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 this man got 74 million votes plus, and you think that the 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 base is not a a Trump like base then you're you're sorely mistaken that's why i don't buy the whole narrative of the 2022 midterms and how they win and it's about oh trump picked bad people and it's about candidate quality i don't buy it no. i don't buy it because so you're telling me that the dude went from he went from 74 million votes and then in two years what he has to say and his endorsements mean nothing but then here we are a year later in 2023 and the two guys that have the best trajectory is Trump and Ramaswamy. No, that doesn't make sense. What it is is that there was some funny shit that happened in 2020 and there was some funny shit that happened in 2022 and there's going to be funny shit that happens in 24 if something's not done about it. Do you think that the numbers are going to be in the same ballpark? as the last presidential election for what side for the well for the left mm. i find it hard to believe and and i'll 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 tell you and i actually use like a a, a personal situation to 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 highlight that so my mom, she she recently got the the virus from unknown origin. First yeah. time that she's gotten it, oh. and so she's doing good. Like uh, I was a little bit worried, you know, obviously because she's a little bit older and uh, and and she has some some pre existing conditions, but she takes good care of herself. Yeah, um, and she's been taking good care of herself, working out, eating good, this, that, and the third, and. As she's getting over it, her sentiment and her analysis of having it, it was similar to what ours is or was or still is in terms of they shut the world down for this. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was never was never fooled like my mom she's not jabbed like my mom has been like incredibly based when it came when it came to this whole like the the virus like no. she she saw right through it like all of that and we were having like a very in-depth conversation like we were even kind of like talking about the dichotomy between like the the I use air quotations, the more sophisticated college educated people and how they're all jabbed. But like you could go to the hood and like a lot of people, they don't believe in that shit. They're like, nah, man, there's something funny about it. Yeah. And I was, I was, me and my, I was telling my mom, I was like, well, think about the socioeconomic background. I was like, imagine you're from a socioeconomic background where like you have to pinch pennies and you have to worry about the price of everything. Yeah. And now, you know, you usually, when you get cold medicine, you're usually buying off-brand cold medicine. You're usually buying, these are the kind of conversations I have with my parents, by the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're buying off-brand cold medicine, you're buying off-brand Tylenol, you're buying off-brand, to save a few bucks, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, 
you're a person from a socioeconomic background in which you have to worry about the price of everything, but somebody comes along and says, for this virus that's gonna like destroy the world and change everything, no, you get that for free. Off the bat, like you would think like there's something funny about this. Yeah. There's something funny that like everything else, you motherfuckers like I get nickel and dimed, but for this heaven sent cure all, like it's free. Like so just on some street shit, any street person, streetwise person would find that a little bit odd. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we were talking about that. We were talking about and she and you know she agreed with that analysis and 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 she was saying like we're basically like talking about how like what an injustice it was from the media to the pharmaceutical companies to the way the government operated everything like that and she's like man these people they they can never trick me. Yeah. It's like I agree. And so we were talking about it and while she has been based from the get-go, she was like, man, you know, I remember how certain people were so scared and this, this, and that, and they were swinging that whole narrative and everything like that. Yeah. Telling people, oh, if you, you could, granny could die if you don't get the jab, all this craziness. Remember all that yeah, craziness? Yeah. It was crazy. And so a lot of people were fooled. But she was saying, and I agree with her, she's like, I don't think they'll be able to fool that many people anymore. She's like, because, like, she's like, I already didn't believe it, but, like, now I really don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Having experienced it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was the same thing with us, except for us, like, we got it, like, almost instantaneous. For us, it was literally slow, two weeks to slow the spread or or flatten the curve, whatever the fuck they were saying. And then after that, it was like, we almost instantly woke up and was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Like, there's yeah. something funny about this. This is not right. This is wrong. This, that, and the third. So us, it was instant. Her, it was like mid-range. And then there are a lot of people that have gotten it since then or saw how shit panned out with their job, with the job, not getting the job, getting fired, lost businesses and everything like that. So I say all of that to say that I have a very hard time believing that they are going to have all of the ingredients necessary to garner as many votes as they did in 2020. Yeah. So with that being said, I defer to what Charlie Kirk said in his theory of whatever they did in 2020, they must know or feel that they're not going to be able to get away with it again. Yeah. And I feel I I feel that and I I felt that when he said it and I feel it even more after having talked to my mom about that situation is like yeah cuz she was like yeah I feel like a lot of people are going to uh, have yeah. to have been waking up Yeah cuz it's going to be a hard sell cuz we're in 24 Oh hey COVID 23 is here COVID 23 is here we're going to have to wait a minute wait a minute And so at that point it becomes well what's the approach to the politicians because that that's gonna like just just like we said uh about uh, about uh the rona when it came out all this shit it, it will separate the boys from the men on how they handle shit how it already you, did yeah it, it did already did but now it's like do you, can you guys fall for this shit Twice? Nah, they're not gonna swing it again. There's no way. I feel like the only only people that would even buy into it a second time are like the most 
dogmatic amongst us, like just oh, you know, that are fucking five times jabbed, still wear a mask. Like those people, there's nothing you could do. Like you'll never no. be able to convince them anyway. So like, it's not even worth trying. No. They'll buy into it, but the, like they live for this goofy ass shit. It's like their religion at this point. Yeah, yeah. But anybody else, there's no way that they would fall for it. Do you think? Well, if they did, let's just hypothetically speaking, do you think there will be riots in the streets? When it comes to shit like that? I don't think riots. I feel like there's just going to be a lot of indifference. Like, people yeah. are just, nah. Yeah. Nah. This ain't it. Nah. Nah, fam. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, there's, I, I, even, even the lefties, like, I don't think they, they, nah, they, they, they're going to have to do something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, not the same thing again. And that's the, and that's the point is like, so now how do you justify as much ballot harvesting, as much mail-in ballot? Like, yeah. how do you justify They'll that? They'll still use it, and I still of think... Of course, and the, yeah. and the Republicans have to develop their own apparatus. Yes. And, I, and I'm hoping that Trump and his team and his resources, while he's not showing up to these forums or these debates, which I don't think he has to, I hope they're utilizing that time, energy... To come up with their own apparatus, yeah, because it, it's still going to be necessary. Just it, you may not have to have as big of one as you would have needed in 2020, because the Democrats may not be able to manufacture yeah. as big of one because they don't have the. I still the, the yeah. circumstance to do it. I still believe though that I I would want them to go heavy on that because I want I want it to be so bad that where the left is like. We need to create laws against this shit. Yeah. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Like, that, I want it to be that you. way. Remember we talked about it on a previous episode, and I think you even timestamped it. You were like, oh, he said it here and now. Like, if the right wing wins uh, and, and, and ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots played a role, you are going to see the left and the media talk about how it was rigged and like and that needs to be st- it's, yeah it's good the the the, the, it, the, the script yeah. is totally gonna flip yeah but hey that, that that's what, what must be done but uh, yeah those are the questions to me that are very interesting because I don't see another 81 million Joe Biden year no I, I can't I can't now while we're on the subject while we're on the subject, a little bit scary uh, uh, prediction from Roger Stone. Did you see his appearance at Turning Point? I did not. No. So, so he, I didn't even know DeSantis was on till earlier today because I was like, "Oh, let me recap this." I was like, and then I thought like this. Well, I, I when I saw the video, when we saw the videos of the interviews, for some reason DeSantis wasn't pushed like that. Yeah. So when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh wow, he was interviewed." A, a turning point or at the blaze forum? No, it was uh, let me see, the, the one with Tucker. Yeah, yeah, that was that, the blaze. The, one. That was the blaze forum. No, oh, this is a, about the turning, turning point. point. Okay, yeah, because I was like, I didn't see him at turning point, even though I know Charlie Kirk, he does fuck with DeSantis, so he could have been there. Yeah, um, but Charlie Kirk rocks with Trump too. Like he he rocks with both of them, but uh, but I didn't see DeSantis at turning point. I saw Tucker at Turning Point, and I saw Roger Stone at Turning Point. Yeah. And Roger Stone at Turning Point, you know, Roger Stone, he's cut from that same cloth as, like, the Milo Yiannopoulos's and the Steve. But not only that, but in terms of, like, the foresight. Oh, he's very ahead of his time. Steve Bannon. It's always the eccentric types that are so ahead of their time. Yeah, very much. 
that you might think because you you know there's times you look at what Kanye does and you're like I, what what are you wearing or some of the shit that Milo's on but it's always those types that they have like this like sixth sense of like ten years from now yeah this is what's gonna happen yeah two years from now and Roger Stone is one of those people too yeah and uh and he was saying how. He believes Michelle Obama will be the candidate for the Democrat Party in 2024. He says he believes Kamala Harris will become president prior to 2024. Briefly, she'll be president. So like Joe Biden, they'll remove him from office. No. He'll get, so they'll say he's sick, he can't go on. Kamala Harris will become president briefly in 2024. No. She will not run in 2024. Michelle Obama will run in 2024. With Gavin Newsom as the vice president. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's a fucking monkey wrench. Yeah, I think so, too. Damn. And, and, and so he's close. That, that brain is going. Yeah, in yeah. Because if you're looking at it from that perspective, then you have to game plan as, as Trump. You have to game plan against that. That's tough. Yeah, that is tough because that's a... That's that's definitely a monkey. You wrench. get a like the the woman vote is uh, is all is all but lost. Yeah, a, a gang of people that voted for Obama would probably consider voting because what they're going to see they're going to it's going to be the first female president. It's going to be uh, uh, somebody that definitely comes off as more competent than Joe Biden. Yes. Yeah, that's that the yeah, that that's rough. That's rough. The only thing in like in that circumstance that works in Trump's favor is that where we are on the international stage could be so bad at that point where people are like, well, we need dude back because like yeah. he, like he can run that versus and women don't do as well when it comes to like the not 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 saying that Michelle would do bad. I feel that she would be a way better candidate than Joe Biden by far. But with the male vote, they don't do great. No, hell no. Yeah, you're right about that. But but a lot of dudes they don't like women outvote men. A lot of dudes don't give a fuck. True. Like you get that's all you true. got all these like these uh black pill motherfuckers checking out, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they nah there's that that's that, that's a rough one. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, that that would be that would be hard. Gavin Newsom to me, he's just waiting in line. So him, not so much. And then actually, it would it would actually benefit him being the vice president because like all the shit you could talk, yeah, the type of candidate he is. But with Michelle, she has been that media darling, media darling, first woman, like for first lady, like. It, it, it'll be hard. It's a hard... Uh, and, and it's easy for me to buy that prediction because I don't see any reason against it. I don't see anything... I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, and well, they've tried everything they could to to get Trump out. And so to me, that's a, that's a wonderful strategy. On the left side, if, if I'm going to be honest, to counter the, the Trump train because... It's coming. Yeah. And you guys have done nothing to stop it. Like, well, you've done everything you could. It's not working. You're you're you just fed it more coal, yeah. actually. Yeah. You're just making them into fucking Thanos. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, cool. 
another investigation, another jewel on my fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> on the glove. And so you're not you're making him stronger, 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 stronger. He's just like about to dissipate everybody. And so if you do that, that's now we got ourselves a fight. Yeah. And so again, with us really questioning if you can even get to eighty one million votes. Yeah, but leave it to Roger Stone to get the gears going. Yeah, know? yeah. And like I don't that that's such it's so brilliant. Like that you think about that, and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. This like you probably shouldn't have said it. <laughs> like No, it's good no, that no. he said it so yeah. people are aware. I know, but it's like if 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 I was if I was like the the the, the Biden uh campaign as like, oh wow. All right, cool. All right, Kamala, get ready. You know, Roger, he's, he makes valid point. Michelle, you're you're in. So, oh, you're saying like if he's the one that gave like accepted yeah. the idea? Nah, like he he said it because I'm sure like he's heard rumblings. He's rumblings, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of. Well, I have heard a lot of rumblings, in the sense of like people mentioning Michelle a lot about oh she's gonna run for president next. She's gonna not to anyone really like saying anything about it in the sense of like in the on the news. But it's like it's a constant thing, but but I don't know if there's substance there. Like like you said, she's a media darling, but like what substance? Can she know? debate? Can she? Because that's the thing too. Like you're going in against a dog. Like he's not gonna be nice to you. So I hope that you prepare and that you're ready. Because because this ain't gonna be. But then again, at the same time, do, do the debates even matter? Well, because yeah. like last last election, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. N- nothing actually, nothing logical mattered. Yeah. If it was like miraculous and it campaigns w- didn't matter, yeah. rallies didn't matter, nothing mattered. Yeah, you're right. Like I'll never forget the Joe Biden, uh, the one big camp like uh, event that he had. It was all jeeps. Yeah, that shit. It was, was like that shit was so like. That shit was fed it out. Yeah, yeah, that shit was Matrix shit. Like, yeah. that's like some shit from the Matrix. Like, all right, cool, the simulation. We must do all this. <laughs> They're in cars. Yeah, that's true. No one there. Like, what, you, what is this? <laughs> that's when I knew. I was like, wow, this is this is getting out of hand. This is, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. This motherfucker really... They're really trying to make it seem bigger than it is. And it's not. You haven't campaigned, And you bro. know what's wild is uh, I was looking at some, some videos of, like, you know the pollsters and stuff and what they were saying like about like Nevada and stuff and so uh, Larry Sabato his crystal ball he was saying that Nevada will be uh, like one of the states that will determine the election and you know it's wild is I remember man motherfuckers would be ahead of their time and we I remember we recorded about this uh, on the show I remember remember in 2020 when Biden went to Vegas and, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing in Vegas? Yeah. I was like, there's something about Nevada that's scary to them. And now here we are three years later. Yeah. And like Larry Sabato's predicting that Nevada is going to be like, like basically like you'll Nevada be one of those states that like you need to win to get to get to the presidency. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, to, to create that apparatus that you need on the Republican end, you don't need it world like uh, the, the, in the whole nation. Nevada. Focus on that. Focus on that. Yeah. And they need to do something about fucking Maricopa County. Like, they need yeah, to do something yeah. Arizona, about Arizona, yeah. yeah. That's another one. 
how do you combat that? Like you gotta you gotta do you gotta be strategic in where you counter the numbers. Yeah. The way they did, dude. Hey, they did it first. So now you you gotta be smart about it and be all right. Cool. How do the numbers work? Where are we going to implement this? Like, be smart. Don't just like fucking throw money at everything and. No. Think, yeah. Just, all you need is segments. Yeah. You know, like Pennsylvania. I don't. I don't even know what Pennsylvania anymore, but like maybe, maybe look look into that. Cause what was the, the I don't remember the numbers in Pennsylvania, but Philly, they fucked it all up. Yeah. So it's like even that you gotta look at it from oh, is this just gonna be a loss over? If here? I'm not mistaken, I think the the crystal ball prediction basically has Pennsylvania for the Democrats now. Yeah. I kinda think and I kinda feel like that. Like yeah. I mean, you might have always put in John Fetterman, so yeah basically all hope is lost like you really can't like i mean come on dude yeah. honestly get the fuck out of here like hello pennsylvania. in pennsylvania Good are night. the worst of us <laughs> like like i they uh, they in are. this nation you are you motherfuckers are the worst of us like that shit is crazy georgia yeah is, georgia's not great either yeah like, georgia georgia's not great either but um, from there like okay Maybe I think that's one of them too. I want to say Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and I want to say Wisconsin. I think those were Larry. Oh, Wisconsin, yeah. Larry that. Sabato's uh, like the four states that he thinks it'll come down to. Yeah, so so right there you have a focus group of okay, where can we? All right, Georgia's the the one I trust the least. Wisconsin. Yeah, what gives me hope about Georgia is that like Herschel Walker was actually able to get a runoff. Yeah, you know what That's I'm saying. True. Yeah. And, and it's just like out of the, out of all the people that was like Ben Shapiro's ass talking about the candidate quality. The 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 worst quality candidate arguably was Herschel Walker. Yeah, who did the best out yeah. of all of well, except for. Uh, JD Vance, like for but for Senate. Oh yeah, but JD Vance. But won. Ohio is like yeah, exactly. red. It's gonna be red. Exactly, but but like, so so it's like, what the fuck is dude really saying? But uh, yeah, that that's interesting. That's interesting. So, moving on, um, Tucker talked about. Well, Tucker, we talked we we talked about Tucker at the forum. Now we talk about Tucker interviewing Andrew Tate. Which was a pretty dope interview, long over two hours long. Uh, they talked about it all: the virus, jail, yeah. uh, manhood. What were some of the things that stood out to you most about the interview? Um, well, I liked I liked the interview, but I've seen the last like three interviews, mm-hmm. so a lot of it does overlap because of just. You know, every every person's gonna ask their own question on on certain things like the jail, Romanian jail, everything else. But um, it it, it was the 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 case that he's fighting. He he kind of got a little bit more in depth, so I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look, it doesn't sound like a very good case. It makes no sense, and it's it's kind of funny because like coming off of actually watching Sound of Freedom, which actually has child sex trafficking. Yeah, like actual ter- like human trafficking is terrible, but child human trafficking is even worse than that. So, 
And then here you are uh, charging a man saying that he is using women to make money off of TikTok. Right. And that's human trafficking. So I thought that was pretty re- revelatory um, and pretty fucked up because, like, you look at how non-serious people are about this, this, this type of matter. Like, well, they'll charge somebody for something that, that dumb and call it human trafficking, but then won't even acknowledge. Yeah. And so so I thought that that was a, a point of me, you know, actually stopping and thinking about that shit and, and really realizing how, like, we let a lot of shit slide as a society and then we're okay with with saying this about him and when you hear the case yeah nonsense yeah it's like oh god like really um i thought that he was when it came to uh there was a part where he's talking about like the the immigration like the mm-hmm. people coming into europe and how like a lot of those countries it's just men are are soft men yeah. men don't speak back men don't say nothing and it's like well here come the men that will yeah and so I, I thought that was pretty interesting cause, cause yeah like it, it does take a, a certain level of balls to, to uproot yourself to move somewhere else yeah to survive what the thing that stood out to me most about the interview kind of correlates with that is uh, I really liked the part where they where he was asking him Tucker asked him, you know, being in jail with your brother, did you guys have fun? And he was like, yeah, we had, like, fun moments. He's like, and, and uh, Andrew Tate went on to say how there's something about being in a tough situation with your boys that's, like, there's something innate in men that, like, we 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 rock with that, we appreciate that. Yeah. And then they went on to say, which was, like, straight out of, like, the shit that I talk about, he was like, he was like, and then you see why in this country, he's like, so many men, they don't have friends. Yeah. And, and you see why, because you get men that lose respect for men because basically the dude does whatever the wife wants him to do. And then she ends up leaving his ass and like, he don't have nobody. And I was like, man, like he broke that down, like basically like how i've talked about it on the show in the past is like and you see that a lot it's just like it's not just all like black pill dudes like checking out it's like oh i don't have no friends there's a lot of just like like blue pilled ass motherfuckers that like are letting like the woman run the show and like men like the friends of those men remove themselves from yeah, those yeah. guys because it's like dude, like you're it's like you don't like bring nothing to the friendship yeah. anymore. And I don't even blame the women. I blame the man. You, you should have your identity. You should have the. You should hold the metric of what goes and what doesn't. Right. And I, command I, the I, respect. I, I I agree with you on that. Where I blame the women to an extent is like, well, why would you want your man so docile? But then also, if you look at a lot of women's nature, they're basically going to do what they could get away with. Yeah, because they're gonna so, they're gonna try your gonna ass. T- yeah, yeah, the the shit test. Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. It's kind of one of those things where it's just. But then it's like, but I don't know if they realize or they do realize. But like you're little by little making yourself less attracted in the dude that you're with. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I I found that very interesting because he really broke it down. 
the same way that I process it. He's like, yeah, you don't have any friends. The woman runs everything. Then she leaves your ass. And then you, and then that, and like, we literally see that movie play out all over the United States every day, every which way. Yeah. And, and a lot of it starts with like your philosophy you lack it and and so on on, on many on many aspects so you go in there you get eaten alive because you don't know how to handle yourself and so like let me give you an example from a young age my dad always told me like listen I know you know uh, I'm the dad and you know I love your mom but I'm gonna do the stuff that I want to do as well so on Fridays that's my I'm gonna go we're gonna go like he, he was real into soccer he had like a Tizos Friday and Sunday it was an activity with men yeah over there we played got tired alright cool Saturday alright cool we're gonna work on the cars mechanic shit like it wasn't like oh whatever you want oh I'm here available at every moment at a moment's notice when there was overtime he stayed like he, and he would always say, like, hey, if you want money, you have to go get it. Like, it's not, you're not going to get it at home. Yeah. You got to go get it. And so provider, uh, finding the solutions, uh, finding time to be with the guys, finding time to be with the guys. You have to find time to be with the guys. Like, you can't, like, I'm tired. This is why I stopped, uh, like, when, when, when we uh, would, would set stuff up. It's always excuses. Oh, this. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I that's why kids. you get to the point where you don't even like reach out to people. Yeah. yeah, and so it, it's. But it's sad because there is a sense of like brotherhood is needed. Like that's just a, a necessary thing. Because like I feel the most effective when I'm dealing with the guys that are making moves. Like yeah. in my circles. All right, cool. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Like we're doing. We're pushing boundaries. Yeah. To the stuff that. And so I can't live without that energy i can't do it and so but i wish that other men thought that way a lot of the guys that we grew up with i wish that they thought that way not because like i'm trying to it's not about hanging out and wasting time it's about like thinking up about shit like yeah. getting stuff getting the gears working getting the gears like and, and there's there's the people that say and then there's people that do as well because sometimes people would get like promotions and they're like, oh hey Come to the house, man. Well, we're gonna set up. Like, I, I, I want to work on my finances, but then it's like, well, you don't, you don't really like. You just say it one time, and but you don't set up a date. Yeah. I tell you when do you want to sit down. You never have an answer. It's all talk. Yeah, it's all talk, and so it's sad. And so again, my my dad from a young age always had it set up where it was like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Uh, had a side hustle where he would do electrical work. But he didn't have the license to do electrical work. But the guy that he worked with at work, he had the license. But my dad knew more than him. Mm. So the guy's oh, you're raw as fuck. It was, uh, fuck, I forgot dude's name. Um, I, I forgot his name. Cool ass dude. Um, so every Saturday, he my dad would try to do Saturday. Well, he would play soccer Sundays. So he would do, like, Saturday, he'll, he'll work on the cars or whatever, then go do a project somewhere, like, somewhere in another town you know or, or, or another suburb mm -hmm. boom get that side money like always doing something to, to you know when we would go to like swaparama yeah or, or to like the super mall my dad would haggle people 
So uh, I want 20. Nah, it's 15. 15. I said, oh, um, oh, no, no, no. All right, cool. Then I don't want it. He'll leave. And as he's leaving, oh, all right, cool, 15. <laughs> so that's where I got it from. Because anything that I've, like, from the real estate to anything that I've ever, I always haggle people. Yeah. They want 20, I say 15. Then I, I kind of wait around. Now, if I really want it, and if it's something that's necessary, like a, like sometimes I have tried to haggle people for like uh, like the ring light, some of the stuff for, for the studio. Yeah. They don't go, they don't go, but I always try them. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try you because I, I got I to gotta, I gotta save. That's what, the way my dad taught me. Yeah. But it's like learning from him, I realized like being in that energy is, is important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and seeing that. Fast forwarding it to, to now, this is why you're seeing a lot of societies decay is the absence of that. Like, yeah. look at how we let shit just be. Like, all right, well, be locked down. Okay. Right. You got single mothers, so a lot of kids are not, men are not raised with it. Then coupled with they're not around their friends, their boys. So it's yeah. just, it doesn't develop. They don't have it. If they have it, they lose it 100%. Before we close out the episode, because you brought that up, I was thinking about, so I think you and I have had a personal conversation about this before, but on Twitter, not that long ago, uh, Just Pearly Things, she got into like a spat with Matt Walsh from over at the Daily Wire because she basically said that she finds it repulsive when men like are asked, like, you know how you say how you said like oh like you'll be reaching out to people and they never know if they can go or whatever like make try to make get wings or whatever make plans or whatever and she says that she finds it repulsive when men are like that like basically the whole i I, well i'll let you know i gotta ask my wife she she finds like men that are on that shit she's like she doesn't like respect it yeah and Matt Walsh chimed in defending Tradcon, of course, like defending yeah. men that are on that. And like, it was so strange. He was basically saying like, he basically made it seem like men were incompetent of like managing their own schedules. He's like, well, yeah, I defer to my wife because I couldn't imagine managing my own schedule or something like, what? No. You know, and it's just, I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Well, I think that a lot of it's weird because I've heard women say certain things and the same like uh, put put examples like oh I find it unattractive when a man gets a, a a vaccine of some sort and he's crying about it or he does this crying? or is that yeah like you know like some people they get like anxiety they like go nuts when uh. they when they got to get their blood drawn or something uh. and so or I feel like when a guy doesn't know this cool but then you're cool if the guy just like says whatever you say goes, right? Like nah, like I'm gonna go with the guys. We didn't really have plans, so I mean now of course if it's like you do con- like if you have children with somebody, you do have to consult with them because like if if let's say she's working, right? I don't have these problems. I don't have children, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. She's working. Well, the Matt, kids. I mean, Matt Walsh is a tradcon, so, so you know his you know, wife doesn't work. Children. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. But I guess if it's if it impedes, tradcon extraordinaire. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Good but, job on what is a woman. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But if if you if it impedes with your duties as a father, like okay, well, the child ain't gonna be able to get home. Well, then no. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I gotta go. I gotta see, talk to her about it. 
But otherwise, no. There's no you don't answer to her. Like you know, I'm not gonna go fucking. Hey, I'll be back. I'm gonna go buy me an eight ball of cocaine, like Hunter. <laughs> like no, like I'm gonna go out, do hang out with the guys, and come back. Yeah. And so I, I just found the whole little thing interesting because it, it was like again more and more of that fracture between like the red yeah. pill and the trad cons. Yeah, but it should be unattractive to a woman because. Like, if you're on point as a man and everything's taken care of, why do you have to answer? I guess that's why I feel like that because, like, the type of guy I am is that I am on point. So, to me, it's just like, get up off of me. Like, this, yeah. is the is are things not good? Or is the situation not? Yeah. All right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. like a dude that like, I, oh, I'm going to go gamble all the money away or I'm yeah. going to. Like, that's different, I guess. Like, but if a dude... Is like doing good on his own. Is like, what do I gotta ask anybody for anything? You know, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because you made me think about it when you were yeah when you were talking. That's interesting. So it was a whole conversation about. It that. was a whole back and forth. Yeah, I, I I was it. I forgot. Was it Abba and Preach that were talking about it or? I forgot. If I find the video, I'll send it to you. I, I don't remember exactly like where I saw it, but then they go into the whole back and forth between Matt Walsh and then other people chimed in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was basically more evidence of the fracture between the 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 trads and uh, and the the red pill. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.